Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Oh, um, hold on, but, but, uh, Luke, before we start the episode, I gotta I got take this, uh, decongestant here. Oh, so, okay. hold on, this, just a second. <laughs> Go down, <sighs> that went down the opposite of smooth. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this uh, this cold still still dogging me a little bit, and that's why this is the cold open. Oh yeah! Eat your vitamins, say your prayers, and stick it straight up all your candy asses. And you never let the rock make his pancakes, did you? You wanted the rock to make chocolate chip cookies, blueberry muffins, but never pancakes. Don't get me a cheeseburger. Don't get the rock a cheeseburger. No ketchup. You mind uh, giving a little blow just one time for the rock? The rock, ask you something. You ready to go out there and whoop some ass? You ready to go out there and whoop candy ass? Let's get ready to podcast! Hanksy Banksy Rock Bottom is a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends put Tom Hanks in a headlock and are about to be choke slammed by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I'm Sam Siegel, and I can smell The Rock is cooking farm fresh chornzel meat with a side of deep fried goo blocks. And a thwippert salad. <laughs> and I am Luke Patrick. I'm the other idiot. Whoa. I am the other idiot, uh, clearly. Uh, and this week I am your cab driver. Oh, okay. Um, can you take me to the corner of um, 6th and Main? Uh, I can take you to Planet Hollywood in Vegas because that's the only place anybody in this movie wants to go. So, That's fair. Yeah, uh, that that works for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's let's go to let's go play in Hollywood. All right. Uh, while I while I take this cough drop because uh, did do some harm to to my throat <laughs> on that intro. This is this is like day six of this cold, Luke. Yeah. And uh, tired of it. Yeah, I mean, you know what they say: take care of a cold, it'll be gone in seven days. Don't take care of it; it'll be gone in a week, Sam. So you got mm-hmm. one more day of penance uh, left on this cold. I would assume. Well, I'm sorry you're sick, buddy. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, mostly, it's giving me these nice deep pipes. Oh yeah, yeah, look at those nice deep pipes. Oh, you're gonna fuck up your voice in a big way this episode. Actually, that felt better 
than, oh. than my normal talking, so I'm half tempted to just do the whole episode down here. Yeah, just talk like Barry White for the entire episode. Big ass ham. <laughs> so, um, it as as it's probably apparent, Luke, uh, this week we did watch 2009's Race to Witch Mountain. Mm-hmm. A Disney movie. A Disney film. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is, how is that watch of yours? Man, so I woke up this morning, stumbled out to the coffee machine, begging it to, to sort of resuscitate me, as I usually mm-hmm. do. That's how I start most mornings. Um, yeah. And my roommate came out and said, hey, don't you have to ro- watch a rock movie? To which I said, <laughs> yes. And she said, you look so sad. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so my watch, uh, it wasn't the most enthusiastic watch, but uh, uh-huh. the movie went down pretty smooth. I did consume uh, three cups of coffee. Now I've got a fourth one sitting right next to me. I have God been staying damn, up. Uh, yeah, I've been staying up too late playing video games lately um mm. so that's sort of been wearing on me so it wasn't the most pleasant experience in the world to wake up early today on my saturday and then sort of consume a pg movie for children uh right. but i do have a question for you sam uh-huh do you have a common sense media view left to burn oh uh i believe i do actually <laughs> so let me because <laughs> this one's marketed at kids I gotta mm-hmm. say, man, there's some like Star Trek Beyond kind of violence that happens up in this one. Let me let me take a quick old look at common sense media here. Mm-hmm. Well, come on, load. Okay. Ooh, that was a close Ooh, one. I got was, I got pretty worried. Yeah, that was spooky. This is my last free review this month, and you know what? If we're gonna keep doing this, maybe for a Patreon special, I'll I'll uh. <laughs> pay for it <laughs> you'll get a subscription to common and, sense uh, media and we'll do an episode yeah um let's see educational value uh not present positive messages two dots out of five positive role models not present <laughs> violence and scariness three dots out of five sexy stuff one dot out of five i beg Language, your fucking pardon yeah Language, one dot out of five. And consumerism, three dots out of five. Drinking, drugs, and smoking, not present. Hmm. Okay. So they did knock them some points in the violence category, which is what I was Mm -hmm. sort of expecting with this one. Uh, But the sexual content, now that one is puzzling. To to validate your concerns, Luke, it does, the first line is, this film is more violent than most PG-rated Disney flicks. Mm, yeah. The sexy See? stuff. I got good instincts. Yeah, what's going on with the sexy stuff? Two characters flirt, hold hands, and are told by a telepathic alien that they're thinking <laughs> of each other. <laughs> Man, writing common sense media reviews has to be wild. Yeah, there's a telepathic alien that can tell that they really want a bone. Uh, how also, do I put that in a common sense media sort of way? Holding hands? Hey, that's pretty racy stuff. I think, okay, so we posited before that Common Sense Media is a very smart 13-year-old that writes these reviews. Yes, that, I, that is 
Yeah. Yeah. I want to I want to add to this. Uh-huh. By saying that not only is that true, but this child is a time warped refugee from the 1870s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh who's extremely sensitive. Yes, just, you know, those Victorian sensibilities, uh they can be shaken by even a glimpse of ankle. So holding hands, Sam, holding hands. Mm. You know, actually, that would make a lot of sense mm-hmm. because um, they would be more uh, I receptive, I yeah. guess. Receptive is maybe not the right word, but I'm too drug-addled. Um, but they would notice the the ad- advertisements uh, mm-hmm. far more easily than you or I would since we're so <laughs> just numb to it at this point yeah. that this... I assume 1870s child vampire who's been trapped in like a mm. like a stone room for you know 150 odd years. Yeah. Uh, finally, they they released him in, into the wild, and he just watches movies and reports to Common Sense Media about how how consumerist they are. Yeah, which explains a lot. Um, but Sam, I appreciate you looking that up. Uh, your turn. How was your watch this week? So, we we were out too late last night. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we had what I can only describe as a normal evening outside with friends, and it felt so so good. Folks, get vaccinated, get your booster, and shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So so that was night, but but we didn't get home until like eleven thirty. I didn't go to sleep until about midnight. Oh man, um, you and I both these days. That's that's too late, right there, folks. It it absolutely is. And so, um, I woke up uh, with the cat yelling at me for food at about five, and then I fell asleep. And then the woke up to the cat yelling at me for food at about six. And then I fell asleep, and we repeated this until about eight. Mm. Uh, so, so I did get up. I remembered that I had to watch uh, <laughs> the the race to Snitch Fountain, and <laughs> uh, I asked my wife, "Hey, do you want to watch this one with me?" And she said, "I mean, I guess." And then she looked up the description, and she said, "Fuck that! No, that sounds like <laughs> shit." And I said, cool. So I, I cough and I wheeze and I snort and I sniffle uh, over to the to the TV room. And I watch the movie. And it happened. You know, yeah. the movie happened. I was there. My wife was there. Um, Luke, I, The Rock is in Fortnite now. What? Yeah, I I screenshotted this several days ago, and then I forgot to send it to you. But I'm gonna send it to you now. Um, but yeah, The Rock is just in Fortnite. I don't I don't know what to do with this information, <laughs> quite frankly. Because what I I saw it and it felt like a fever dream. Yeah, talk about consumerism, but also isn't Spider Man now in Fortnite? I think every. Luke, for all I know, you and I are in Fortnite. Oh, yeah. The new Hanksy Panksy uh, season of mm-hmm. Fortnite just dropped, folks. <laughs> Jump on over to Epic Games Fortnite. 
uh, Man. to play as your favorite podcast host. Yeah. Can you imagine any person less suited to be in Fortnite than Tom Hanks himself? <laughs> hey, guys, it's me. It's your favorite actor. It's Tom Hanks. I'm in Fortnite. Yeah. And I assume he would use like a 1920s like uh, drum magazine Tommy gun. <laughs> and every time he fired it, he would say, look, it's the Chicago typewriter. Get it? Get it? Mm. Wink, 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 wink. Yeah. Get it? Yeah. Uh, and no one would play with him because of that. Yes. I adore this idea. And I don't know who to call, but I will call repeatedly on loop until we can get Tom Hanks in Fortnite. But Sam, this is some wild ass information that you're bringing. Yeah. Uh, ha- have you seen that photo that I sent you? So you sent it, but Sam, I don't have any web browsers open or anything. Uh, well, God damn it! I'll just show it to you yeah. on on the webcam here. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Can you can you see what? it? What? What? Yeah, yeah. He's, I don't understand it. He's got the eyebrows. He does. He has the eyebrow. And the weird thing is, what child? What? Because you know, Fortnite is is aimed at at the younger crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say as I pull out my cane and reading glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, what kid in 2021 is gonna know about 90s wrestler Dwayne the Rock Johnson and the People's Eyebrow? So you're saying that uh, this reference, the People's Eyebrow, is is too outdated for today's zoomers who are just looking to blast their buddies on some fortnights yeah man yeah that tracks because i I barely understand the people's eyebrow and i do a podcast about the man yeah we've we have incentive to do the research yeah i'm confused because is there even like something the rock can plug right now i mean i guess there's red notice yeah, there is um, Red Notice and many of his various business ventures, but I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, I I can't imagine that that Dwayne Dwayne Johnson is getting on to Fortnite, and every time he kills a, another child in the game, he says, "Hey, try out my new tequila." <laughs> yeah, or he's got like a super soaker full of Zoa Healthy Warrior energy drink. <laughs> And that just, actually yeah. is more plausible. Mm-hmm. You're just blasting people for uh, energy energy drink damage. Uh, yeah, this is Buck Wild, and the modeling of him, I will say, also looks suspect. I'll put it that way. Yeah, let me let me take a a real close look at this thing. It's. I mean, it's, it's hard, okay? It's, it's hard, like, I mean, it's obviously cartoonish, right? Yes. Yeah, it's definitely stylized, for sure. And he has such a specific look that you can get a lot of the features wrong, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's still so evocative of the big, strong, bald man. Yeah. Uh, with the good face that we all know and love. Yes, yes, yes. Um. I, what I'm more perplexed by is the weird robo cyber suit that he's in. Yeah, this is what I'm saying about him plugging something because he's in this like cybernetic outfit. But what what is that? What is that I Fortnite? 
I don't know, because the only thing I see him sort of plug in uh, coming up in the future is Black Adam, Mm -hmm. uh, the superhero movie in which he is decidedly not in a cyber suit. Yeah, it's confusing. With a weird port over his, like, nipple. Hmm. I mean... Do you happen to catch that? He's got, like, a weird, like, kind of spiral opening port that looks like maybe something's supposed to plug right into his nip. I mean, I guess we'll find out what that's for. And now I'm very scared of this property. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. He's got a nipple fan. It's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. I I don't know what's going on underneath there. Um, it's troubling to yeah. say the least. The, he's also got a bit of a cape. Ooh, now yeah, we're a lot, talking. A lot is happening with this outfit. Yeah. Um. Um. Sam, do you? Uh huh. Do you think he's running around the Fortnite map, which I understand is now upside down? I'm relevant. Um, is it? Yeah. And huh. do you think he's pissing in bottles? Is that like an animation that they had to work out? I th- I think that's the grenade he throws. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, Though, yes. Since we established that the Rock's Piss is Zoa Energy Warrior Energy Drink Warrior Drink, um, maybe it he it's like a buff? Maybe you throw oh. the piss bottle at your teammates? Yeah. Uh, and... And it it makes them stronger and improves their stamina. Is this stamina thing in the Fortnites? Uh beats me, man. I have no clue. It's if you if you know what's in the Fortnites, email us. Uh, if you if you can figure out what Zoa Healthy Warrior Energy Drink would do to you in the Fortnites, because uh, yeah. clearly we're experts and don't need the help. They do have the like slurp juice. Or something that I think is a healing item. Hmm. Sort of a big gulp situation. Yeah. But in Fortnite's. So, so maybe, and maybe this is a little too far, but maybe the Rock's in-game slurp juice is his own pee bottle. <laughs> I adore that. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And I love that so, somebody had to spend probably upwards of a month, you know, just going through sprints, uh animating that and then coding it into the game yeah so it is sort of an in-game ouroboros i guess yeah for sure hey sam Uh, uh uh-huh it's again almost 20 minutes into this podcast and we have not yet talked about the movie yeah uh this time it's on purpose okay (laughs) i I don't want to engage into the chase for finch counting um i just don't feel like it Okay, uh, well, we are obligated by law to do it, uh, yeah. I, I hate to tell you. Yeah, I mean, the the police outside my house do keep shouting, cover the movie, Sam, <laughs> cover the movie, or we will come in. Yeah. Um, yep. But yep, why yep, yep. do that when I can do this? Hey, folks, why don't you drink Zoa Energy Warrior? Drink Healthy Energy Drink Warrior. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. You got the it golden pipes good. this week. Oh, these pipes. They're, I would even say they're platinum pipes. Platinum pipes. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, look at that waveform. It looks wild. 
Hey, yeah. speaking of consumerism, the uh, taxi cab that we're driving around in, which I will talk about, god damn it, Sam. Um, Life comes at you fast. Nationwide is on your side. Yeah, Nationwide is just plastered on top of this taxi cab. But can you... Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the energy. Can you give me that again, but with uh, the pipes that I paid for? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Life comes at you fast. Nationwide is on your side. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Nationwide, for sponsoring this podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nationwide, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast and my cold. Ooh. Let me tell you, I'm going to complain about the cold for a minute. Okay. Luke, I didn't, I didn't leave this fucking house for two years. Two years I didn't leave this goddamn house, and I leave one time and get sick. Yeah. I haven't been sick in two years. I haven't left the house in two years. I leave once and immediately cold. Yeah. You hate you hate to hear that's how the cookie crumbles, um, and I hate to sort of rub it in, but I've actually left the house quite a bit recently, because again, folks, get vaccinated, get your booster, and shut the fuck up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been out and about, uh, you know, going to cafes, shopping, doing some stuff, and uh, Sam, totally fine. Watch me, like, come down with something terrible now yeah. that I've put that out into the universe. Like smallpox. Yeah, yeah, or uh, consumption. I'll be mm-hmm. the first person to die of consumption in like a hundred years. Well, uh, I I do have some bad news for you because I'm pretty sure consumption's just TB and people do still die of that every oh, year. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that was the reality check. Sam, do you want a plot for this movie or... Uh, well, first, I do want to correct the record. I have left the house. I've just never left the house overnight in two years. Yeah. Yeah, you've yeah, you sort of been... To be clear, I'm not like a hermit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess give me a plot for um, the, uh, the chase to Mitch's fountain. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so tired. Nailed it. Uh, yep. Loving the Dayquil energy that you're bringing to this mm-hmm. episode. Um, yeah, so The Race to Witch Mountain came out in 2009, as we stated, about 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the basic plot is that The Rock is a cab driver who's an ex-mob driver, which we're going to introduce into this film, but then never really deal with ever. Yeah. Uh, except for a couple of close encounters with some mob boss henchmen. But uh, one day he gets into his cab and discovers that there's two teenagers in the back seat. Uh-oh. Uh, Seth and Sarah, who are aliens who crashed into Earth and are now looking to get back to their spaceship. Uh, and who's going to transport them around? Oh, you bet it's the Rock in his big cab. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of chase scenes as they go to various places. There's some government uh, people from the Department of Defense that are trying to track them down. There's also an assassin that was sent to stop them because uh, basically the kids are trying to get some scientific data back to their home planet to keep them from invading Earth. Uh, so there's an assassin from the military on their home planet that's trying to kill them. And just a lot of chases. And eventually they do get captured. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Alex, Alex, Alex Fieldstone 
Fieldman? Mm-hmm. Feldman. Alex Feldman. Got there. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I think that's still wrong. <laughs> that's going to be her name. Uh, Dr. Alex Feldman is a UFO expert uh, who gets roped into this through a space convention that's happening in Vegas. All this happens in Vegas. And then they go to rescue the kids from the Department of Defense black site. And, uh, yeah, they do. And then they fly away in their spaceship, leaving uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Alex Feldman uh, to sort of write a book about their experiences. And then life turns out pretty great for them. Sam, that's more or less the plot. Yeah, and folks at home who who are concerned that Luke's eyes rolled back into his head <laughs> and he was seized by a being of unknown power while he recited that. I can I can affirm he did not. Nice. Uh, he he is seemingly well I was gonna say of sound mind, but we are doing this, so he isn't, but he is of sound body. Yeah. I assume. Yeah, so uh, now that I've sort of let the the plot run through me and consume my soul briefly, um, Sam, you sa- you sounded like you described a very bad fever dream of yours. <laughs> yeah, to my therapist, yeah, I could picture myself on a chaise long just being like, yeah, and then this like assassin came out uh, and tried to blast him into infinity. It was wild, Doctor Luke. Mm-hmm. I will actually pay you five hundred dollars plus whatever your copay is if uh you either film or record you reciting the plot of this movie <laughs> as a dream of yours to your actual real world therapist and share it with frankly just me, yeah, okay, well, yeah, I mean, I'll have to burn a therapy session, which super <laughs> sucks <laughs> well, that's but, why I'm also covering the copay, yeah, I think whatever we sort of you know unpack in that session is going to be it's going to be pretty wild because that's going to catch my therapist with a real left hook ideologically speaking can you imagine your therapist is like yeah i think i've got a good handle on this guy and then boom what (laughs) dwayne the rock johnson is a fucking alien assassin and cia black site what the fuck yeah man that's a hell of an idea, and I'll stew on it. Uh, I may, I may take you up on that. But Sam, what do you think of this movie? It's not very good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I did not enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, as you can tell, folks, it is feverishly stupid. Yeah. Um. What I'll give it is that they, they did find the most alien ass looking kids on the planet. <laughs> just just the most suspect un unearthly looking beings yeah at about that age um yeah i i I did take umbrage with the fact that at several points during this movie someone will be like i don't believe you're an alien and then the girl sarah has the ability to she's like got telekinetic powers and telepathy and mm -hmm. so she'll just like float some random shit and then people are like oh shit you're an alien and I found that kind of unbelievable. But what you're positing is that they just look weird enough that someone yeah. is like, that combined with the floating powers makes me think, yeah, yeah, okay, I can see it, for sure. Frank, Frankly, my dude, mm-hmm. I saw the images of them on the little, like, kind of poster preview thingy on Disney+, Plus, and I went, them's aliens, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
just, it's just, god damn, they don't look human. I, to be perfectly honest, and this is not nice, I don't think the actors are human. I don't think they're acting. Mm. Maybe they were grown in a Disney vat somewhere. I mean, if any company on earth was doing that, it would be Disney. That's like growing oh, yeah. actors and tanks somewhere on the mm-hmm. on the Disney theme park premises. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And to continue on conspiracy theories, the weird, bizarre fucking montage at the beginning of this movie with like UFO sightings and presidents talking about aliens. Yeah. I I think every child who watched this movie uh, did go on to either create <laughs> or join that Storm Area 51 event or Facebook group or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And this is responsible for it. Yeah, I think we've yet to see the studies linking uh, the Storm Area 51 folks to Race to Witch Mountain, but I, I guarantee you we will, you know, once that grant funding comes through and the research mm-hmm. is done. Uh, I think it's going to be the primary culprit for sure. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be the one time that correlation does mean causation. Yes. Thank you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Well, Sam, I had a pretty good time with this movie. Did you really? I mean, it's not great. Don't get me wrong. This movie is (laughs) not a good movie. (laughs) No, not not at all. But, uh, you know, you let your brain go. You sort of turn off the lights, mentally speaking, and... uh, it's not the worst thing in the world. It was, uh, and it, well, it could just be the fact that this movie's an hour and a half long is there enough, was to, uh, enough to sort of put it in my good books. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Look, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, it, there were just so many things that took me out of the movie. What I will say is um, what I like about a kid's movie is that I can check out a little bit and I don't miss anything. Yes. There's yeah. something oddly comforting about how I can spend a little bit trying to figure out when I have to take my next decongestant and expectorant and uh, and also how many how many fucking cough drops I I'm budgeting for the day. Mm-hmm. And and then look back at the movie and five minutes have passed, but I've I've not missed anything. Yeah. I mean, you could almost check out for the entire movie, and you know exactly where the plot's going. Like, oh, yeah. They're going to get away a couple times, then they're going to get captured, then there's going to be a big standoff, and then mm-hmm. they think they're safe, but lo and behold, the assassin's on the ship, and then they have yeah. to fight him off, and then they finally do get away. I mean, it's like textbook Disney film. Oh, 100%. In fact, um, Sam, holy mm-hmm. shit, stop the podcast. Okay. I just uh, I just hold, realized hold on, something. Let me let me hit the button. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you for stopping the podcast real quick. Sam, my brain uh-huh. just exploded cuz you know what I realized? What? This movie's Lilo and Stitch. Now, I've never seen Lilo and Stitch. What the fuck, Sam? Look, man, we've talked about this before. I my movie consumption uh, throughout my childhood varies uh, uh, quite a bit yeah. from the typical sort of childhood viewing. Because, but, okay, I am famous amongst my friends and family for having seen very few Disney films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now up to this point, a lot of what I've seen has been The Rock in Disney films, which is a right. weird. But I've seen Lilo and Stitch many, many times. And... yep. You, this this bit's now ruined because you yeah, can't commiserate with me. 
I'm so sorry. I, I mean, I can pretend. Yeah, that's okay. All the all the air is sort of the hot air has oh. escaped from my hot air balloon. Hold on. Oh, who's who's this? It's it's Jonathan Stank, <laughs> noted local Lilo and Stitch expert. Uh, he's he's gonna be on the podcast for a second to talk to you about Lilo and Stitch. Hi. Oh, hey, Jonathan Stank. I done I done seen Lilo and Stitch four hundred thousand times. <laughs> I don't think that's humanly possible, Jonathan Stank. Um, I don't sleep. Yeah, I mean you'd have to. Um, well, Jonathan, I, while while you're on the podcast, I guess I just yeah. wanted to confirm that this is indeed basically the same movie as Lilo and Stitch because there's an alien that pops down to Earth. There's some people that get to know the alien, then have to protect it from government agencies, and then. They take off in a spaceship and they think they're safe, but something else happens, and then they finally do get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is precisely the plot of of Lilo and Stitch, uh, yeah. the movie that I I know very well and actually wrote my doctoral dissertation upon. Oh well, then you won't mind answering this question, uh, Jonathan uh-huh. Stank. What's your favorite scene in Lilo and Stitch? Oh, well, of course, my favorite scene in Lilo and Stitch, the extremely popular animated Disney film about a blue sort of animalistic alien <laughs> uh, coming down to a, a Pacific island, perhaps Hawaii, uh, perhaps one of the Marshall Islands. Uh, the jury is still out on which particular uh, island nation that the alien has visited. Yeah. My favorite. <laughs> good riffin, good riffin. You can stick the landing. <laughs> I just it puts it puts me in stitches just every time I think about it. <laughs> but my my favorite scene, of course, is um when Stitch, the the blue animalistic alien. <laughs> Does uh does do a funny, funny <laughs> a, f- a funny dance <laughs> to the traditional music of this uh, particular island nation. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you, Doctor Jonathan Stank. Uh, Lilo Stitch, Lilo and Stitch expert. Um, can I? Can you put Sam back on the microphone now? Of course. Uh, thank, thank you for having me. Yep. 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 So, so Luke, I've uh, obviously never seen Lilo and Stitch. Uh, is there actually a scene where a blue sort of animal alien dances? Yes. In, there, in Lilo and Stitch, there are many scenes in Lilo and Stitch <laughs> where so Jonathan Stank knows what he's talking about. I'll <laughs> give it to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously he is he is a uh, uh, master in his field. Yeah. Um well, now that he's gone, Sam, do you have any sort of general thoughts about this movie cuz I got I got a handful. I uh, oh yeah, I want to I want to talk about the the assassin. Mm-hmm. who is um, sort of a private selection predator. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah. The brand name. If, mm-hmm. or, uh, excuse me, the generic, not the brand name. He's the generic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we don't get a whole lot of explanation uh, as to where it comes from or, like, 
how it tracks them and also why it's foiled by a tunnel. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's unkillable. I'm telling you, this store brand Boba Fett is unfucking killable. <laughs> yeah, that's shown pretty thoroughly throughout this movie that the the creature in question is made of like steel. Because anytime someone tries to shoot it or punch it, they have mm-hmm. a very bad time. Yeah, and then and then his mask gets removed, and mm-hmm. that was perhaps the biggest mistake in the whole movie because. That's right, folks. Dollar Store Predator does have a taint for a face. Yes. It's a grundle. I don't know how else to describe (laughs) it, and I was confused about what it was until you pointed this out, but yes, the man has grundle face, for sure. He's just, he's taint face. Mm Mm-hmm. The taint face alien, which we never see the child alien's uh, their true forms, which I'm extremely disappointed and angry about, but yeah. I have to wonder, do they also have taint faces? I think they do, because clearly the, the movie does not want to show us their true form. It's not brave mm-hmm. enough to no. show us the, what their E.T. suits actually look like. And Sam, I put it to you, I bet they have also got grundles for faces. I just, I'm, I was so disappointed, because I think it would have been incredible. Yeah. If we see, you know, these these sweet, I guess, uh, Aryan children, uh, <laughs> you know, grow to love and care for Dwayne Johnson and Carlo Gugino, and then as as and we grow to love them, and then they get on their stupid spaceship and just. I mean, right before the door closes, mm-hmm. uh, they turn into their alien forms, which is just a mass of tentacles and pustules. Yeah. Uh, and just, it's leaking serum of some sort. Yeah. And they've got taint faces and knives for feet. Yeah. And I just, blood everywhere. I just, horrible. Yeah. Just wretched. I think that would have been just a real moment for me for sure an alien that's nothing but eyeballs and genitals all of which are (laughs) weeping to various degrees (laughs) some are genitals made of eyeballs some are eyeballs made of genitals yeah it's it's just a hodgepodge of nasty wet parts yeah um i think it would have been a different flavor for this movie and i'm with (laughs) you it would have changed quite a lot because as you point out they do come to like love these children throughout this mm-hmm. this experience uh Dwayne and uh Alexis Friedman uh yeah Car- Carlo Carlo Gugino okay <laughs> yeah um and it would have been pretty amazing if they had taken off their skin suits right at the end and just given a little wave with one of their genital hands <laughs> um <laughs> yeah um, uh, flop, flopping and wet and full of eyeballs, that hand. Yeah. Uh, Sam. Uh-huh. Dwayne The Rock Johnson plays a very large baby driver in this movie. Okay. First, I want to say, by normal human standards, very large. But I think, by mm-hmm. rock standards, this is the scrawniest I've seen him. Really? You think so? He looked very small. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also a scale thing, because they didn't, like, 
I think all the shots, maybe they did it Lord of the Rings style. Like all the shots <laughs> are set up so that he does in fact appear normal uh, he's, or like average he's standing, human sized. He's standing five feet behind everyone else. Yes, they framed it just so, just to make him more approachable for children. So they don't get mm-hmm. scared of this like 6'4, uh, you know, 300 pound, just glorious Adonis of a man. Yes. Uh, you know, I th- I think you're not wrong there. I yeah. think that's definitely the kind of production value that they put into uh, mm-hmm. Kindependence de- kin Day. <laughs> oh, that one's good. That one's <laughs> <Thank> very good. <laughs> K- Kenna came up with one um, that was sort of the original uh, 1950 version of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was race to Lynch Mountain. Oh, um, so so they did change up the plot quite a bit for this remake. Yeah, they really did. I, you know what? If I have to be honest, I think it's better. I think it's better for the rewrite. Uh, I d- <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> the original was challenging and should be destroyed. Uh, I think. Yeah, yep. I also I do love um, the sequel, Race to Witch Mountain. Um, (laughs) yeah this is when the rock is now 90 years old uh and the same thing happens but he's very confused the whole time keeps going to the wrong fucking mountain Mm -hmm. he's like is it is it this one (laughs) and they're like no no uh jack bruno yeah (laughs) it's the other one and he goes oh okay (laughs) (laughs) can you tell me about the time we went to the beach (laughs) driving around the assisted living van uh that like takes people to walmart most tuesdays you know in his uh, and uh uh, going around on his little hover round Mm -hmm. scooter Mm -hmm. uh just hitting up the casino and saying is it this mountain No, Jack Bruno, that's a slot machine. Yeah. Oh, are you my grandson? Yes. Yes, Jack Bruno, whatever. Whatever gets us to this mountain. Um, um, I did want to mention something about the girl. Well, one thing before then. Their names are Seth and Sarah, which, mm-hmm. as you pointed out in, in the food intro... Uh, they are aliens. Their names could have been like Gleeplop and Lapsborg. Yeah, yeah. Why this? The whole fucking movie is so, so weak. Yeah. It, like it doesn't, it doesn't confront us mm-hmm. with their alien nature. Yeah. And I think I think that's why I didn't like it. Made them so palatable, and I want to be challenged by aliens. Yeah. I want. I want. Dwayne Johnson to have to learn to love boar blocks uh, <laughs> scourge of the east and and clean up his fucking snail trail of entrails yeah um and, and but but still come around to loving him regardless yeah uh how much more powerful would it that would that movie have been if they'd cut it that way um but I wanted to point out something about Sarah, which is that she has telekinetic powers, which uh-huh. she uses to float things for the most uh-huh. part. But yes. why couldn't she have gone full Eleven from Stranger Things and just like been snapping necks, snapping necks this entire so, time? So, 
It is puzzling because she kind of does go full 11 at one point when they're leaving the small town like Stony Creek or whatever. The yes. Book. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she like blows up all those like men in black cars. Yeah, all the SUVs. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you, Chevy, for uh, sponsoring this movie. Um, yeah, she blows them all up with her fucking mind. Yeah, and then she never does it again. Mm-mm. No, and there's one point where they're surrounded by government agents with guns on them, and mm-hmm. they start shooting, and the kid, the other kid's power is that he can withstand any impact, and they're all holding hands, uh. so the bullets just sort of bounce off them. Um, but, God, I wanted her to just go apeshit and just yeah. simultaneously slaughter, like, 70 dudes. Or what would be even better is if she made them turn their guns on each other. Yes. And so they're just, they're staring at each other, and they <laughs> they feel their trigger finger kind of pulling slowly, slowly and slowly towards it. And they're just like, God damn it, Mark, I don't, I don't want to kill you. And it's like this really heavy emotional yes. scene where they're like crying and spitting and frothing. And they're just like, no, I can't sell it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same exact page because in my head I was imagining the gun slowly turning. And then one of them uh-huh. being like, Mark, I love you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mark. I'm so sorry I fucked your wife. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't want it to end this way. Blam, 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 blam. Exactly. Yep. Um, but no, it, it took the coward's way out and just had her sometimes be able to track vehicles that are chasing them and also talk to a dog. Yeah. Sort of the Dr. Doolittle approach when I'm thinking, you know, she could really make an impact on a fight. Oh, yeah. Yep. I got to talk about the the scene where the kid stops all the bullets because it was filmed like dog shit. Yeah, the special effects on this one were... Well, one, the intro we get to this is randomly one of the dudes takes a shot and then they all start firing. And yes, the, the hard smash cut from them talking to the lead agent guy to them suddenly being pummeled by bullets that aren't affecting them is like so quick that you don't have time to get into it at all. Right. Yeah. It, and I think it's because like a guy like sneezed or something. Yeah. It was really bizarre. He was just like, pep, and then everyone was like, open fire! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, and and it was like way over the top, and then the, the main bad guy is like, oh, shit! Uh, and, and is like clearly taken aback by this. Um but, but yeah, and then the, it slows down to a point that the cameras clearly were not intended to slow down to because the it gets very choppy. Yes. Yeah, this was not shot with the best equipment for this scene. No, uh, absolutely not. Yeah, it's kind of like somebody was on their iPhone shooting this, and then they <laughs> yeah. slowed it down to like 30 frames a second. And, yeah. Uh, it shows, man. And then we keep getting, like, weird close-ups of the, like, smashed bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's just, it's really clunky and weird and strangely hard to follow. And then, and then that's right, uh, your your generic brand Boba Fett comes in and murders everyone. Yeah, this is why I was curious what Common Sense Media had to say about it. Because if you notice, they have the guy... The assassin uh, shooting over the heads of the soldiers 
Mm-hmm. So they are trying to avoid graphic violence, but he does blast a, like a bunch of dudes. He kills a lot of people, and what's what's particularly interesting uh, to me about uh, about that is the effects for his stuff is actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and I, so yeah, I don't know if they like spent all the budget on his curse explosions. Yeah, and then they were like, oh, we should probably have these kids and Dwayne and Carla Guguno uh, just get pummeled in a hail of gunfire that the boy stops. Yeah. And we got five bucks to make that happen. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. So they just farmed it out, maybe just some interns, some animation mm-hmm. interns, some special effects oh, interns. Oh, 100%. Uh, who worked for cheap, uh, basically worked for ramen noodles. Uh, yeah. But didn't have the experience. It shows, man. It shows. Oh, yeah. Um, the other thing that's confusing to me about their powers is mm-hmm. that the they can clearly sort of interface with technology uh, with her brain. Yeah. But then they still take a cab. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can't think about this too hard because... I was thinking about this in the shower. They they basically show up in this cab, which is the most unbelievable thing on the planet. That mm-hmm. they would pick a random cab, and yeah. when it, that isn't in service, and then just wait in the back seat for the driver to show right. up. Uh, it's it's the weakest part of this movie by far because it totally unravels everything else. And Walt Disney gets very sad when you think about it. So Sam, we mm-hmm. can't we can't really. Th- dwell on it too much or okay. Walt Disney will cry a whole lot well can I can I talk about the trope that this movie uses that pisses me off every time it comes across yeah for sure um Sarah or as I'm going to call her now Sarkon uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh says that humans have the ability to do the telekinetic shit that she does but we just don't use our full brain capacity and folks we get this a lot there was that dumb Scarlett Johansson movie where she gets superpowers because she just uses 100% of her brain instead of the like 30% that we allegedly use Yeah, that's not fucking true no we use 100% of our brain We here, here's how you can tell and don't actually try this, but the way you could tell if you're not using 100% of your brain is you can jab a fork into part of your brain and mm-hmm. nothing will happen. And that, let me tell you, folks, that's not that's not how this scene's going to play out. Is you're going <laughs> to jab a fork into your fucking brain and you're going to forget all of geography. Yeah. Or worse. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So... So the concept that's like, oh man, we only use like 30% of our brain. Bullshit. Yeah. We use it all. You you heard it here first, folks, on Hanksy Panksy the podcast. Uh, experiment with at-home brain surgery <laughs> with uh, utensils like a fork. Give it a go and then uh, report yeah. back to us on how that happens. Man, fuck you, Sarkon. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't peddle that shit on our planet. Yeah, it's also never explained at all why the boy Wonder is Superman. Uh, right. 
and can like phase through objects and stuff. She says something, some bullshit about his, he can modify his molecular density. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, yeah. I mean, can't you do that? No, I was trying to think of a joke for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can watch, watch me fall through my chair. Yeah. Wow. Which I'm doing right now. Yeah. Look at you go. And um, then I've I stood back up and um I mean I don't have a truck to to hit me in in my recording studio but uh if there were I could tell you it would it would smash like it hit a pole. Yeah, that's incredible, man. Yeah. So you just you just got to use a hundred percent of your testicles. <laughs> <laughs> we only use five percent of our gonads. Yeah. And uh, if you use a hundred percent, you can change the density of your molecules. Yes. This is the secret sauce, man. They never fully explain it, and that's why it's a kids' movie. They can't go into him utilizing a hundred percent of his gonads uh and telling Dwayne can you imagine that scene telling Dwayne the Rock Johnson yeah you only use like five percent of your testicles and then Dwayne like just strains really hard and then falls through the floor of his cab yeah um there's a scene where Dwayne's boss is eating what looks to be a tub full of coleslaw yeah I just I needed I needed that noted okay. just for posterity because it's I saw it and I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, the man is sitting in his office with a fork and like a bucket of coleslaw, and he's yeah. just chowing down. Which has got to be a stank in that office. Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's why he works alone. Yeah, no, no one will work in that taxi cab office yeah. with him. No one's going to work with Chet, the coleslaw guy. <laughs> God, it'd be so good. Uh, just to watch someone come in there and be like, Jesus, the <laughs> coleslaw stink. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, um yeah. You got, you got any thoughts? Um, nah, I think that's good. At this point, uh, I got some other assorted thoughts, but we've really covered it, I think, Sam. Yeah, I I think so. Um, Well, Luke, Mm -hmm. um, secret government facility rock stocks. I don't don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Sam, I want to talk about a thing. Okay. You you sent me a buck wild article while I was watching this movie, and I just mm-hmm. want to dissect it on the podcast on air for a little bit. Okay. Uh, which is, you sent me a variety article talking about how anytime a guy does full frontal nudity, they get excluded from the Oscars. So yeah. So yeah. Um. As our listeners uh, all break their necks with the sort of whiplash that you've given them from talking about The Rock to talking about cock, um, yeah, let's talk about people hanging dong. Let's talk about people hanging dong, because apparently Bradley Cooper and Benedict Cumberbatch, hey, do you think Benedict Cumberbatch had a rough time learning to spell his name? 
<laughs> sure he did. Uh, let's. I'm gonna. So we're gonna talk about these people, and I am going to look up photos of their dicks. Oh, okay. So uh, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch penis. Yes. Um. Let me look at the images. Oh, oh. These are some quite. Quite sexy photos of of old wrinkled back dingle dingle ding. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah. Huh. I, oh oh here here's the gif. I've got. Oh no no you you cut out at the wrong part. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So this is maybe going in a different direction uh, than I I planned the discourse <gasps> to go, but Whoa, I am. Oh, oh. I am curious. <laughs> oh, Luke, you you're gonna have to open up Facebook Messenger because have I got a video for you? <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I'm, while you're watching that, <laughs> I'm gonna look up Bradley Cooper penis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on. Uh, here's the thing: I am not in safe mode. Oh, well, I'm getting some things. Yeah, you're really rat fucking your algorithm right now. Yes, I am. I am. I am not in incognito mode. I. Whoa. What? Deary me. Oh. Great googly moogly. <laughs> uh, here's here's Bradley Cooper's dinger. And I gotta tell you, I think, I think that's that's an Oscar winner right there. Yeah, man, for sure. You're looking at straight Oscar bait. Um, yeah, we are. But here's here's the thing about this that, uh-huh. that I wanted to talk about. Also, the other images in this are uh, challenging because they're all photoshopped images of Bradley Cooper on like his face onto porn actors. Yeah, oh. It's it's very upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks so much. Yeah, not great. Um, should have been in incognito mode, but but here's know. here's the thing, and you've sort of uh, run the truck off the road a little bit for this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Which is that it should be no big deal. These guys getting out here and exposing themselves because uh, we sort of, you know, expect that, if you will, of female actresses. Uh, yeah. That at some point they're going to do a dramatic movie where they have to do full frontal nudity. And this is seen as normal. But then we do this with guys uh, and they are excluded from the Oscars. And then people uh, like Sam decide to go look up their dingers, which natural human response. I will yeah, give you. I mean, <clears throat> And and here let me let me explain. So I think the reason I do it and and the reason that it's it's still got this thing, uh, this sort of stigma to it, is because it is still novel. Yes. So if everyone was out there just whipping out their ding dongs, yeah. I, I don't I don't think I'd be going to Google image search and looking up Ben Affleck penis. Yeah. Uh but here I am. Uh, on December 11th, 2021, yeah. at the age of 30, outside of incognito mode, searching Ben Affleck penis. Yeah. Uh, a brave move. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the other thing I wanted to talk about that was in this article uh, about people hanging brain 
in movies. Well, there's two things. I have two other points about it because this this article was buck wild. Yes. Um, one of the other things they they kind of bring up as a concept is that apparently when when actors decide to do this, sometimes they will wear a prosthetic penis. Yeah. Over their actual dick. And Sam, I put it to you. You got to just you got a a dinger right there ready to go. What is the point of putting a prosthetic dinger over your actual hog? So I think this is actually genuinely very interesting because it says a lot about our culture and about our conception of masculinity mm-hmm. to, to put on my professor smart brain mask. Mm-hmm. mask. <laughs> um, and, That's horrifying. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's, I skinned a, a scientist, yeah. uh, his, his face, and I'm wearing it now. Um, and just because I like, we have this whole hang up with penis size. Yes. And like, if you've got a, and maybe we've played into the, and by we, I'm, I do mean me have played into this (laughs) quite a bit on the podcast. Um, but there's this like notion that like, if you've got a teeny peeny, then like you suck. Yeah. And you're not a man. And there's nothing anything wrong with that. Like, the average size is like five inches. Yeah. Uh, I guess. the It's actually very difficult to collect data on that because, uh, sort of understandably, not a lot of people volunteer to have their penises measured. Yeah. Um, yep. But, but, yeah. And so we get into this thing where it's like, oh, these cool hot actors, like, they can't show their real dick because maybe it's not like a horse cock. Yeah. And so we have to get a prosthetic dick so that they have an impressive... Just hang your real fucking dick out there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That or I kind of thought maybe it's like a modesty thing. Like they are too uncomfortable with the idea that their actual dick would be out there. Uh, which is buck wild. Because when you think about that, you couldn't do that with like prosthetic tits. That just doesn't... That doesn't compute, no. and we expect that of actresses, that if you're going to go nude, you're just going to be fully out there as you. Though, I guess there is, like, a merkin. Yeah, that's true. And so that kind of exists for for a woman's front butt. Yeah. But, um, well, not, I, I should say, for a person's front butt. Yeah. Um, so there's kind of that. But yeah. And, and, you know, like, people who use body doubles, which I don't think is bad by any means. Hey, that's another crazy thing, though. That, again, we are so uncomfortable with the idea of... uh, I think this happens more for dudes than it does for ladies. I could be wrong. uh, No, I I think it actually... Yeah. I think it happens plenty with women. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, But, like, the body double thing, I think, is far more excusable than mm. the prosthetic. Yeah. Um, I, hmm. You know, to be perfectly honest, I'm, I'm kind of of two minds about it yeah. with the prosthetic because, like, with the body double, I totally understand. It's like, well, the scene calls for nudity and you're not terribly comfortable doing that, which sure. I get. Yeah. I wouldn't want my ass to be seen by millions of people. Mm-hmm. And I can see how perhaps in if a movie is like, hey, you got to have your dinger out um, and everyone's going to see it. I I could see that maybe 
you would be like, ooh, I want this role. The role is great. I don't actually want everyone to know what I'm dealing with. Yeah. I don't want that out there. Not not because of a size thing, but just from a like pure comfort, like I don't want everyone to see my dick. Yeah. I don't want my parents to see my <laughs> fully adult <laughs> dick and balls. Yeah, this is what I'm saying though. It should be it's just it's a human body, people. Um, yeah, but Luke, do you want your parents to see your fully adult dick and balls? If I if I were getting paid Benedict Cumberbatch money, uh, well, yeah, a hundred percent, I would, Sam. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm a private person. Yeah, and so I don't. I don't know that I want people that I don't personally know and want <laughs> specifically to see my whole thing yeah to see all of it for sure well i think yeah i mean it depends on the artistic expression too because i think mm-hmm. would i just hang brain for no reason probably not uh although if it were benedict cumberbatch money uh potentially sure. uh but you know what within the confines of an artistic expression like a movie Hanging brain should just be normal, which is my other point about this uh, this article, is that it does mention there's one exception to the Oscars uh, excluding people who decide to do full frontal nudity that have a penis. Mm-hmm. And Sam, do you remember who this was? Uh, was it was it Ben Affleck? Nah, no, man, it's who Vigo. It? It's Vigo fucking Mortensen. Huh. So what the fuck, man? That's that's an odd one. Yeah. Of all people, apparently we're totally fine. If you're Bradley Cooper, it's going to be a stir. But if you're... You know what? I think I've decided what it is. Mm-hmm. It is the fact that Viggo Mortensen is pure art. He has transcended being a human being, and he is now a vessel for art. I think so. Yeah, he's like a Greek statue. You know what? The penis is there, but really you're just focusing on the art aspects of it. There you go. Yeah. Now, I I have kind of a question for you. Yeah. Because I'm I'm sort of mulling this over. When uh, when it's a dick that's being shown on screen. Yeah. I feel like it typically is sort of devoid of an eroticism. Hmm. Like the the video I showed you of old Benny Crimplepink's uh, small Benedict Cockerbatch. Yeah. It's covered in mud. Yes. And it and he's like cleaning himself with mud or something. I don't know. I've not seen the movie. Yeah. Uh and and kind of the same thing with Bradley Cooper is it's just like he's just fucking around. I I don't know. Whereas it does feel like uh when you're showing like tits and bush and whatnot that that's always kind of played for like eroticism. Mm. So we're we're sexualizing some bodies, and the others, uh, d- despite the fact that the academy seemingly does not like it, I feel like we're we're treating peeners with a uh, little little too much. Uh, hmm, what's the word that I'm looking for? Hmm, I would say respect. But that doesn't quite cover it. But I know yeah, what you, I know what you're saying. With like more artistic merit. Mm, now we're fucking talking. Now we're yeah. talking about cocks. 
Yeah, we yeah. are. Yeah. You didn't think you would get this from from a, an episode <laughs> that started with me actually taking cold medicine. Yeah. I think you're you're 100% right though because there is obviously the societal sexualization of certain bodies over others. And then I don't know, as a counterpoint, I would say that somebody saw this Benedict Benedict Cumberslap uh <laughs> gif and uh this was their whole thing. But I don't sure. think I to your point, I don't think that was the intended effect. No. It's yeah. definitely the the word I was looking for was gravitas. Gravitas. And, oh yeah. And these scenes these scenes are played with far more gravitas than like fuck. I I don't know. I'm struggling to think of a scene with Yeah. Like uh, uh like Jennifer Lawrence and Red Sparrow. For instance, yeah. yeah, which serves a plot purpose, but even in the scene, the person is being sexualized for mm-hmm. sure as part of the plot. Yeah, so so it's just kind of a a weird way to handle it, and then, it, but it frankly it does seem kind of backwards with the awards that they're like, oh, if there's a peen, yeah, there's no award. Yeah, to your point, if we're doing this for gravitas and acting then uh you'd think the oscars would sort of pay more attention but i guess they're mm-hmm. too they're too scared of dick uh yeah to, to put these things out front so i think i think the solution here yeah is to normalize all of it and and not necessarily sexualize any of it or if you're gonna sexualize sort of uh i frankly i do not know the the kind of gender neutral sort of terminology for it but but what we think of as kind of traditionally female bodies yeah I, is that the right i don't fucking know i'm talking out of my ass yeah but if we're gonna sexualize that we should sexualize dicks yeah i mean think about magic mike we had an entire movie we had two whole movies that were about sexualizing male bodies uh mm-hmm. or you, like you said stereotypically male bodies um right but we never saw a single dinger. Right. And so so I think there's this kind of the, the twin paths that we have to take mm-hmm. is treat everyone equally in both normalizing and sexualizing. Yeah. I would rather not see the sexualization, to be perfectly honest with you. Sure. But if if we're going to do it with one, it seems that we should not put the dick on a pedestal. Yes. And say, well, if the dick's out there, oh, no, this is a great thing. No, it's a fucking dick. It's the worst <laughs> body part ever devised. Look at it. It's a floppy piece of meat, y'all. It's horrible. Yeah. It's just there's no part of it that is pleasing to the eye. Yeah. Uh, and well, we for, tr- for you, Sam. For you. No. No. <laughs> Luke, I'm going to say for everyone. Okay. I don't think anyone. If they were saying, I'm going to design the genital that's going to make me happiest, would come out the other end with that. Yeah, that's fair. You wouldn't leave the factory with your first your first draft, no. uh, so to speak. Yeah, well, that's all I wanted to say about it was just that this article was buck wild. And uh, hopefully one day we get a peener in an Oscar. Pe- put yeah. the peeners in the Oscars. Put the peener in the Oscar. Uh, and, and not... You know, mm-hmm. the Oscars a, a 
a statue that could have a peener on it. Hey, no one would complain about that. Maybe that's the first step. Mm Mm-hmm. Put a penis on the Oscar statue. Yeah, and then start giving Oscars to actors who, A, do a very good job. Yeah. And hang dog. Yeah, and hang brain all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we solved it. We did. Is that doing it for us this week? It feels like the weirdest (laughs) note to end on, man. I dig it. I like that we dug into something that has a little bit more meat on it, pun intended. (laughs) Good. Um, Oh, God, I forgot that I had Ben Affleck penis pulled up in my browser. Um, The exception to all of this is Ben Affleck. (laughs) Please, no more. (laughs) No, please, God. Uh, No more Ben Affleck in general. Yeah. Uh, so let's look ahead, Luke. Yeah. Uh, to next week, where we will be watching 2009's Planet 51. Oh. Have you seen this one? I have not, and I have no clue what this movie's about, but I am happy Ooh, okay. to take a guess. Yeah, please do. So I think Planet 51 is a sequel to this movie, uh, but was produced by the Sci Fi Channel when they were trying to be mm. edgier, pushing out more edgy uh-huh. content. Because the world that the kids describe back on their home planet is pretty dystopian. Uh, it's, I will say, it is wild that they put so much effort into doing world building for their planet, which we never see. Never see irrelevant to the plot. Yeah. It's like military run. They're going to invade Earth. They f- totally fucked up their atmosphere and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. So I think this is, they come back for Dwayne the Rock Johnson and uh, uh, Alexandra Fieldmouse. Um, yep. And they go to uh, they go to this new planet where they have to just fuck up the military, sort of insurgent style. And they're dealing with environmental concerns. It's going to be a lot like just a grittier version of Avatar, if I had to Ooh, take a okay. guess. So less blue yep. people hair sex. And a lot more blue people, red blood. Now, uh, Avatar is another movie I've never seen. Oh, what the fuck, Sam? (laughs) Uh, So so I'm very sorry about that. Um, But I do think you've got a good sort of concept there. Yeah. I really like it. Nice. Um, Well, what do you think uh, this movie is going to be about? So I think Planet 51 is a movie uh, in which I think Dwayne Johnson plays a planet i think this is a real art house film Mm. uh where Dwayne is like a heavenly body yeah and it gives us this perspective of the universe as a whole i think it was it was kind of planned as something to kind of unite the world Mm. to to give us that sort of global perspective that universal perspective to really pull us together uh, to to try to achieve something better instead of the sort of like nationalistic tribalistic sort of things that we have right now. Sure. Um, and so it's it's a weird one. I think. Uh, I don't think there's dialogue in it. Actually. Mm. I think it's largely dancing. <laughs> well, we've already seen that The Rock can dance. I'm extremely excited to see him play a giant dancing planet, Sam. Yeah, I I think it's um, it did really well at Cannes. Mm-hmm. Um, the critics loved it, but 
I think audiences just really struggled with it because it is it is very avant-garde. Yeah, kind of um, like the artist. It was critically acclaimed, but a bit of a, a bit of a swing and a miss yeah, with the general public. Yeah, yeah. Uh, m- many many a page has been written about this one. Yeah. Uh, so so I'm excited to dig into that. Nice. Well, me too. One of us is bound to be right as usual. Yeah, and. I do think The Rock hangs dong in it. Oh. That's part of it. That was part of it. That's why he got snubbed by the Oscars, because he, exactly. he hanged brain all yeah. over the place. He he whipped he whipped that member out, and the members of the Academy said, no. No. Get out of here. Yep. Well, uh, hopefully it's one of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that'll be kind of fun to, to check out. Maybe, maybe it's both. Maybe it's technically two movies in one. <laughs> it's sort of a Ulysses experiment with uh, layering a movie into another movie. Yeah, it's a double feature. Mm. So that that could be something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so folks, that'll that'll do us for this week. Uh, thank you. Hold on. Thank you for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Rock Bottom. Uh, if you want to find us, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy. Wait, no. Yeah, Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. And if you want to send us an email, you can email us at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Also, you can hit us up at the Patreon at patreon.com slash HanksyPanksy. Please drop us some cash. Get some of our great exclusive content. Like a double, uh, sort of double feature that we did. Uh, for this month and uh, our Hanukkah special uh, from last month. It's a it's a real good treat. You can chuck us uh, 10 or $15 and, and you can vote on what movies we will watch for you. Also, please share us with a friend that helps us out. Yeah. Luke, do you have a final quote? I do, and it's by The Rock this episode, and it is. Ooh. Couple of kids, big wad of cash. What could go wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, just everything was fine in this movie. Yep, it's all good. A pretty, pretty boring flick where nothing happens. Yep. Well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Rock Bottom. We'll be back next week with 2009's Planet 51.